Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. It is the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. Coming to you live from New York City. Yeah, today I'm not in Atlanta, Georgia. Good to see you. Anyway, it's good to see super producer and host Ryan Hickey. It's good to be be here with you, joining me through your speakers, through your headphones, all over North America. Hello to everybody in Canada. Hello to my friends in Alaska, Hawaii, California, New Mexico, Texas, Florida, Minnesota, Dakota, Maine, Portland, Massachusetts, just every place, okay? Look, I'm happy to be here with you. I get started every single weekday at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 Pacific. We talked about a lot tonight. We took a look at what's going on at the NFL Combine. We got a guy who doesn't believe a guy. He's an NFL prospect. His name is Tyler Owens. He he spoke to the media today. He's like, hey, I don't believe in the planets. There are no other planets. Like, what? He is a football coach's dream. Doesn't know anything about Earth, the planets, the moon, gravity. He just knows how to defend the wide receiver. Good for him. He'll be the best defensive back in the NFL. Great. Good job. Hey, we also talked about uh, Caitlin Clark. Caitlin Clark announced that she's going to be moving on from college, leaving Iowa to go pro in the WNBA. And only in the WNBA is that a downgrade. She's going from flying private to being commercial. But at least she'll up her competition. Uh, The Indiana Fever holds the number one overall pick. And uh, Caitlin Clark is going to be joining Aaliyah Boston. Uh, Indiana Fever, they haven't been to the playoffs since 2016. Let's see if Caitlin Clark mania can transcend and move over to the pros. We'll see. We talked about LeBron James. LeBron James is now 40 points away from being the only NBA player in history to accumulate and reach 40,000 points all time. 
Uh, we talked about some comments made by Dan Orlovsky about Caleb Williams. He believes that Jaden Daniels is going to be the better quarterback. I say to myself, man, what the hell you been looking at, at least in a body of work. Hey, we talked about Gerard Mayo. He said, yeah, we're making changes, but these changes aren't slights to Bill Belichick. And I'm like, he's right. They aren't slights to Bill Belichick. Talked about the college football playoff. We haven't even gotten to 12 teams participating. They're already thinking about 14 teams participating. And then we have more to do. In about 15 minutes from now, Blake Hornstein is going to join us from Iowa. He covers all things Hawkeyes on TV, on radio, all this stuff. And I'm going to ask him about Caitlin Clark mania. I want to give you an update. I don't know if it's an update. I want to tell you about a, a situation that Jared Jones is dealing with. It's a paternity issue. Yeah, Jared, uh, Jared Jones got to be, what, 83 years old right now? No, he, the, the baby wasn't born yesterday. Don't worry about it. We'll fill you in. We, we got you covered if you're interested in uh, Jared Jones' potential children. Anyway, one thing that I did want to get to, and I'm going to get to your phone calls, too, in a second. 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. Joel Embiid spoke to the media today. Joel Embiid, who tore his meniscus. Joel Embiid looked like he was getting ready to pick up another MVP until he started missing games. It's just like he got bad luck. This man has torn meniscus after meniscus after meniscus. He's, he has menisci. I didn't know he had more to tear. He's going to be evaluated next week by the Sixers and the doctors. They're going to determine whether or not Joel Embiid is going to come back when he comes back. There is no timetable for his return. But he spoke to the media for the first time today since his procedure. And Joel Embiid said one thing that sounded normal. And then Joel Embiid said another thing that made me go, bruh, you got to be killing me. You got to be killing me. You got to be kidding me. This can't be true. The first one makes sense. Joel Embiid said, I don't know when I'm coming back. Well, he didn't say that. I don't know when I'm coming back, but I know I want to come back. Listen to him. How's the plan? Uh, obviously, everything has to go right. Um, you know, as far as you know, getting healthy and you know, being as close as um, you know as I'm supposed to be. Um, but yeah, that's the plan. There's really no timeline. Uh, you know, it all depends on. You can never tell how the body reacts, um, especially once you start ramping up. So, I mean, it all depends on how it feels. And, um, and if it feels great, then uh, that's good. And if it doesn't feel like it's right, then you got you know, you to keep going. All right. Joel Embiid wants to come back and play ball for the Sixers. What a shock. The Sixers have been garbage without him. Since Joel Embiid has gone down, they have a record of 4-8 and eight. overall. They are 7-17 seven and 17 without him. With Joel Embiid on the floor, they have a record of 26-8. and eight. Do the math. With this MVP dropping 35 points a game on the floor, they win. Without him, who cares? That's just the facts. And so if the 76ers want any chance of winning a championship or at least competing for one, I don't think it's happening this year. A couple of weeks ago when he got hurt, I said the Sixers are cooked. I had a guy message me, you don't know that. You don't, man, I don't need to know that. 
I'm just looking at the facts. They look cooked. And if he's coming back, he's supposed to think that they're going to be better. They got a miracle drug for the team? I don't think so. And so that's normal for Joel Embiid. That's normal. You get hurt, you go down, you want to come back and help your squad. But then, Joel Embiid, who has never met an injury that did not like him, he then said he wants to still play in the Olympics, that he has not changed his mind about showing up. No, uh, you know, it's the same mindset. If I feel good, I'm playing. Uh, if it doesn't feel right, then uh got to make uh, those tough decisions. But, uh, yeah, the plan is the plan. What? If I feel good, I'm going to play. What? Look, I'm not a doctor. I'm not Joel Embiid's doctor. I can barely take care of my own damn body. But I know enough based on his injury history. And they got this man under contract through 2027. You couldn't get through this season. You already, yeah, granted, Kuminga fell on his leg. You were having knee soreness before this, even though you went out there and dropped, what, 70 points. Man, they got to pay you through 2027. You're going to show up for the Olympics if you feel good? And I know, yeah, maybe the odds are high that he doesn't feel good at the end of the season. Last year, I felt like he had a broken face, two broken hands, and that's how the season ended. That's how it ended last year. And this year, coming off of a torn meniscus, you want to go to Paris? Sure, fine. I'd love to go to Paris, too. They got Fashion Week this week. Here's the deal, though, man. Don't you kind of owe the team first? Like, does Team USA even need Joel Embiid? Let's be real. How the hell did he end up being on the team anyway? He had an option between, like, three teams. He could have played for Cameroon. I don't know what the hell Cameroon is doing. Can they even make the Olympic, uh, you know, final? I don't know. I don't think so. He could have played for Paris. He chose Team USA. And why not? Yeah, he could win a a gold medal for Team USA. Uh, Good for him that he's here in the United States of America. I got no problem with that. But come on, man. They don't need you. You need to go get healthy. 855-212-4CBS. Joel Embiid going to the Olympics is like, it's like asking for dessert before you finish your main meal. Man, slow down. Worry about the food in front of you first before you get to dessert. 855-212-4CBS. It's 855-212-4CBS. Lou is calling from San Diego. You're on the JR Sport Brief Show. How you doing, JR? Well, uh, thanks for taking my call. Do you really do you really care how I feel? I was going to answer you. <laughs> um, no, you don't. Well, <laughs> what was that? I said no, you don't really care how I feel. It's okay. <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll see what you uh, okay. what you uh, how you take my take on. Hold, hold on, hold on, hold on a second. Don't go nowhere. Hold on. Is he calling me from inside of a microwave? Damn. Maybe a landline. <laughs> a rotary land, phone. Landline has uh, excellent quality. Hey, Lou, go ahead. Make your point real fast. Quick. Uh, Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, uh, LeBron James. And this is my take. I, I love Jordan. I got to see him. Uh, he made me a fan of basketball. When Kobe Bryant came into the league, uh, I'm, I'm gonna. I'm not going to admit it. I was a hater. I hated for him, and I hated. I wanted him 
not to do uh, well. Hey, and I saw hey, him. hey, Lou, Lou, there's there's so much popping in your phone. I, I want I don't want to hang up without you making your point. So I'm gonna ask you a question. You were not a LeBron fan, or you didn't appreciate him, and now you do. Yes or no? Um. There, there is. Um, hold on a second. Let me see nah, if I can fix it. No, 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 no. We can't. It's the radio, bro. We're live on the radio. We can't do that. I'm sorry, Lou. I, I, we can't do that, Lou. This is not like customer service. You know, like you call customer service up and you're trying to get your bill fixed with Verizon or T-Mobile or whoever, and you got customer service on and you get another call and you're like, crap. I need to talk to customer service, but my wife is calling, and you got to make a choice. And you say, hey, you talk to customer service. You go, hey, please, politely, can you hold on a second? I, I, and they go, oh, yeah, sure, we'll be right here. And I'm like, wow, customer service isn't going to hang up on me? Like, I, I, can't, I can't let you work through your stuff live on the radio, man. I can't do that. 855-212-4CBS. Mo is here from Birmingham. You're on CBS Sports Radio. What's up, Mo? Hey, Jr. Hey, man. Uh, I don't want to go in the wrong direction, but uh, okay. by this being Black History Month, what? I was at a primary school, my grandson's program yesterday, and uh, LeBron name came up, but Mike's name did not. Okay. Now, that could be because he spent a couple years in Birmingham and he left a negative uh, uh, impression. From the, from the baseball? The Barons with the Barons. As a man, as a man. Oh, wow. And, uh. Why, because he failed in baseball? Well, when I say black history, I mean, every time you looked up, uh, LeBron would speak. He'll talk to the president and let the president know what was on his mind. But, uh, he, uh. Mike never did anything like that. Oh, oh, oh! We're talking about oh, Michael Jordan didn't didn't speak up for black people when Michael Jordan played. Well, not not necessarily black people. He just didn't speak up. He his opinion he kept to himself. Oh well, this was this goes back to the famous uh, fake or not fake quote about how Republicans buy shoes too, right? Is that where we're going? Well, no, no, sir. No, okay, sir. all right. Okay. Uh, that, that, that's a different story. But let me but, talk, but uh, it, let's put it this way, though. Michael Jordan also played in a different time, in a different era. All right? He was, he, is, he was well within his right to say or do what he wanted or not do. But when Michael Jordan played, there, there was no Twitter. There was no Facebook. There was no Instagram. And there were consequences if you wanted to speak up. And, yes, sure, there were athletes before him who paved the way and, and really paid consequences, whether it be with their careers. And, and let's also keep in mind, like, hey, LeBron James, even in this era, for a house that he bought out in California, he came home and they had, they had the N-word scrawled across the front of his house. And so we, we know racism exists in every era. It doesn't go anywhere. And, you know, Michael Jordan, over time, you know, I can't say what he did or did not do on a private basis. We don't know that. I do know more recently that he has been very philanthropic with his money, with his funds, uh, to help other people, especially African Americans when it comes to matters of education and getting chances and opportunities. So, you know, I don't think it, it's right to go ahead and judge someone because of what they said or did not do, because there's different ways to help people out, you know? You're right. You're, you're right. And I, I'm not knocking that. I'm just saying during his time, when he had the spotlight, he did not. And when LeBron had the spotlight, he could have went down 
but he spoke up. That is what I'm well, saying. I hear you. It's just different eras. That's not to say if, if Michael Jordan didn't have social media, you know, that he wouldn't. I think it's much easier now, I think, as we can all see, for good and bad, for people to express themselves and their opinions. And a lot of what LeBron James has done has, has been through social media, has been through tweets, and then actions that have come along with it. So I, I hear what you're saying. Different times, my man. Mo, thank you for calling from Birmingham. Yes, sir. Thank you. No doubt about it. He mentioned Black History Month. I didn't know what he was talking about. Well, I do know. It's February. It is also the last day of February. 29 days. We got to wait four more years before this happens. Don't go anywhere. Before we get out of here with the show, I'm going to tell you about something that took place this day in sports history. There's not a lot of February 29th that exist or have existed on the calendar. But thank you to... uh, you know, the Julian calendar. Thank you. Thank you. 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. We are going to take a break. On the other side of the break, we're going to have a conversation with Blake Hornstein. This man covers the Iowa Hawkeyes. We're going to talk to him about Caitlin Clark, Caitlin Clark mania, what we can expect at the next level, what's going to happen on Sunday at her final home game. There's a lot to get into. You're locked in to the JR Sport Brief Show on CBS Sports Radio. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. It is the JR Sport Brief show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. Right before I came on air, we all learned that Caitlin Clark, she gone. Moving on from Iowa, she's going to the WNBA. No more college at the end of this one. No more Final Fours. No more private travel. She's still going to be making a lot of money, likely with still tons of impact in the WNBA. To talk about what she means to the community, what's coming next over the next several days, the next several weeks, the next several months, we're having a conversation right now with Blake Hornstein joining us from WHBF. This man knows everything about the Hawkeyes. Hey, Blake, how are you, man? JR, I'm fantastic. Thank you so much for having me. A little bit of a hype up. I appreciate that. Wouldn't say I know everything, but I'll I'll do my best for you. Oh, no, I appreciate that. So we learned earlier this afternoon that Caitlin Clark is going to move on. Not a shock. She's getting rid of the, the COVID waiver, the extra year. She's like, I don't need it. I need to move on. Uh, any surprise? Any, any surprise? Shock? I mean, it seemed pretty normal, right? 
Yeah, I, I'd say the timing of it was unique. So from my understanding, it was really just this week there was a conversation about when it would happen. And uh, really, there's a senior day coming up on Sunday, and there's you know the spotlight on Kalen and a few of her teammates. I would just say that you take you, you create clarity, and the fans can 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 soak it all up. There's only uh, one regular season game left, and potentially two more on the tournament. Really, the fans get their last chance to, to see Caitlin play at home, and um, she said initially that this would be a decision she would make at the end of the year. But interesting rule, I think, like forty-eight hours after the season's over, she has to make the call, and uh, now you just really again create clarity, and we know what's going to happen after the season. Not a shock at all. Before you know, she came to Iowa. Her goal was to make it to a Final Four, and potentially a national championship and she did that she's the all-time leading scorer she's going to pass pete maravich most likely on sunday which is just hard to wrap your brain around but there's really not much left to do when it's time to uh go to the next challenge blake hornstein is joining us here the jr sport Show on cbs sports radio uh with, with your expertise and what you know out in iowa you had mentioned this sunday's going to be the last game uh, a scheduled game for right now against ohio state how has she kind of handled all of this? She seems pretty stoic, straightforward. She's all about business. You know, we don't know too much about her personality. We just know she goes out onto the court and destroys people. What might you be able to share about her? Yeah, you know, I think the most impressive part about Caitlin is not the fact that she can shoot a basketball from the parking lot or, you know, make crazy, you know, outlet passes, whatever you want to talk about her on the basketball court. It really is the way that she handles pressure. Nothing ever phases her. Nothing's ever too big for her. You know, I could not imagine being 21 years old and uh, spearheading a sport, let alone you know women's sports in general. Caitlin's really bringing us into that golden era of women's athletics. And the other thing I'd say too is she knows her role. She's never too big to take time to sign an autograph for a mm. kid. Uh, you know, there's. Literally, people coming from all over the country to get their one chance for their daughter or son to see Caitlin Clark play. And she'll always take the time to take a selfie, share a moment, because she understands that, you know, she was that little girl, you know, who watched Maya Moore play, uh, looked up to her, and now she gets to do that. And she gets that. She's, you know, she has crazy media obligations. I think she had to turn down, um, I don't know, uh, at least a hundred media requests over the course of this season. Wow. Um, it's unbelievable. It, and again, she's, you never see it. She, no, it's not too big for, her. and heck you go back to that game. She scored uh you know, she had the record on the table, eight points. You know, she scores 49. She always puts on a show. And um, it, again, it's just really hard to wrap your brain around her greatness because whatever you expect, she'll just blow it right out of the water. Blake Hornstein is joining us from 4WHB4 out in Iowa. We have seen her fill up stadiums, 50-plus thousand, to show up to see her. I would say in, in the conscience of the country, she's only really probably been here now for a year, maybe a little bit more, a year and a half, if that. What does she mean to the community? She puts Iowa on the map. You know, she puts Iowa on the map. It's it, it is crazy to think about, um, you know, because people, I mean, I, Iowa doesn't have any pro sports. It, it is a, a college basketball 
uh, I'd say even more specifically, a women's basketball state, um, sure. in my opinion, at least. And um, it, it's awesome. It's really cool. And people are, I mean, I was watching uh, all the national sports talk shows, uh, again, when she broke the record, and they're all leading with Caitlin Clark, all leading with right. with Iowa and, and women's basketball. And I just could have never imagined that, um, you know, go, growing up in, in middle school and in high school. I think she represents everything that's good about the state, too, you know. And, um, you know, you, you, can't, you can't ask for a better star, period. I, I'll go back to, I know you were talking about MJ and LeBron, um, you know, in that whole conversation, you didn't have to make it a conversation. I get that, but you talked about uh, LeBron for a little bit, and I, I think that Caitlin's ability to not only play basketball but to represent the sport in, in a certain way and elevate it—you um, know—it's it, hard to it's hard to wrap your brain around the fact that she's not going to be here uh, in a few months. But uh, I'll, I'll go back to the the conversation I know you were having earlier. I think Indiana is a perfect fit for her. I think that, again, a Midwest team, she has that Midwest ethos about her. Uh, I really like that, that fit, and I'm, I'm going to guess that played a little bit into her decision as well. Well, Blake, when you think about what's next for her, what are we looking at by the time it's, it's tournament time? We saw her go to the, the, the final and, and Angel Reese. We saw that whole thing take place. Do you can't see. We went through all of that. From a basketball standpoint for the entire team, uh, what is the likelihood that we see them back in that same position? All things are possible with number 22. I thought before the season, because last year's team, they had played, uh, what was it, 80 consecutive starts together. That was a starting five that, that was, you know, that was, they had played so many games together. You can't just microwave that chemistry. But this year, Caitlin's taken on a bigger scoring role. She's averaging... 33 points per game, leading the nation in assists as well. Um, and again, I was right there, number six seed, or number six team, I should say, rather. And um, you can't put anything past her, because that's all they need. You know, Caitlin, as long as Caitlin can give you, you know, a 40-point triple-double in a tournament, which sounds, which sounds nuts, but as long as she can do that, as long as she can be, you know, an all-time great player, she'll elevate everybody else, and, you know, the sky's the limit. I think they can you know, do exactly what they did last year. And now they have that experience, um, you know, having been in that spot to potentially get them over the hump. Well, Blake Hornstein with us from Iowa. Well, we know whenever her, her time in college is done, she's going to be moving on to uh, Indiana with the fever, as you mentioned. Uh, no doubt she's going to be the number one overall pick. No Caleb Williams debate there. <laughs> this is going to be interesting because she has brought so much attention uh, to women's basketball and women's college basketball and Iowa, as you mentioned, and to herself, the expectations at the WNBA level, I, I don't think anybody's expecting her to walk in and say, you know, here's 35 points against the best of the best. You know, what realistically outside of attention should we expect from her? I mean, in a few years, is is she going to be the best overall player? Is that the sky? The, is that the limit? Like, what do you think? Yeah, and, and this has been, again, a super hot topic of conversation. Uh, I, I honestly, I, I look at it this way. I mean, she's the greatest shooter the sport's ever seen, and I don't think enough people talk about the fact that she, again, is, is leading the nation in assists again. To have, to have two skills like that that are just above and beyond 
I don't see how she's not a top three player when she walks into the WNBA. I know that, again, the previous all-time leading scorer, Kelsey Plum, she, it, it took her a little while to get her feet under her, and I know Cheryl Soups had some comments as well, but I, I just don't see how Caitlin's game not only translates to the WNBA but doesn't dominate. Um, I think that this is one of those things where she'll come in. I mean, maybe it'll take her a year where she's like an above-average player, but, I mean, by year two, if she's not an MVP candidate or – I'd say even the best player. That's um, I, I wouldn't put anything past Caitlin. That's that's my take on it. Well, for this season, you you are you are correct. She is dropping thirty two points per game and almost nine assists. That's that's ridiculous. I don't care what level or where at a basketball, but especially women's college basketball, that just makes no sense. Hey, Blake, I want to thank you for taking the time uh, to join us. You know, let's see what happens throughout the rest of, well, the, her career on the college level, how far she can go. And let's chat on down the line and see what uh, Caitlin is up to. I'm down, JR. Thank you so much for having me. Have a good one. And this was a very good time. Appreciate it. No, no doubt. Tell everybody where they can follow you and keep up with your work. Yeah, at Blakehorn TV. Appreciate it, guys. Thank you. No doubt about it. Thank you, Blake, for coming through and joining us. Hey, joining next to me right now is, is, is Marco Belletti. You know, Marco, I, I can't recall any, you know, WNBA ain't been around that long, you know, 25-plus mm-hmm. years. I can't recall anybody having this much hype. People looked at Candace Parker at different points. Mm-hmm. A lot of the legends who started, you know, a lot of their, their fame came from Team USA basketball. It wasn't so much college. I can't recall any female athlete with this much hype to go into the WNBA? No. Uh, the only two names you mentioned, Candace Parker was definitely the one that I was thinking of, and Rebecca Lobo, which um, she might have even predated the WNBA. Yeah, I Team feel like USA. Lobo was, she was with that Team USA squad too, yeah. And then she wound up playing in the WNBA, but I feel like she was already out of college for yes. a few years. Yes, yes. So those are the two biggest names that I can recall off the top of my head where the hype going in. I mean, yeah, I know the Brittany Griner. There was definitely mm-hmm. that coming as out well, of Baylor. Yeah. But it, it didn't feel like this. Now, for whatever reason, right or wrong, whatever it is, it didn't feel like this. But those are the only ones that you could even feel somewhat. I mean, Sabrina Unescu, same thing. Like yeah. there was talk, but there it's not like this. Caitlin Clark has taken this thing to a completely to another oh, level. And I mean the the shots that she takes and makes, I you know, I'm not gonna sit here and tell you I watch every WNBA game religiously, but when I have watched the game, so I, I have been the most recent game, I went to the finals. I saw mm-hmm. the aces and I, I saw the Liberty playing each other. I ain't seen nobody taking those shots like her. Yeah. I ain't seen Sabrina Unescu taking those shots like her. And so I'm to believe that when she's on a WNBA court. Okay, the, the, the athletes hey, is bigger. Am I supposed to believe that they're faster and stronger and, and so much more dominant? I, I don't think so. And more experienced. But what's to, what's to tell me that she can't do or take these shots in the WNBA? There's no reason to think. And if, if the, she gets there and they, they don't want her to do it, they, they encourage her to get closer, that would be asinine, honestly. Uh, if you can knock those down. Let her do whatever the hell she's doing right. now. And not only does it bring publicity and hype and all that kind of stuff, but it's just the idea that how do you guard someone who's 35 feet from the basket and they have ability to – I mean, the NBA is trying to figure out with Steph Curry for how long now? 
Damian yeah. Lillard, for how long now? When guys can extend and you have to guard them 30, 32, 33 feet away from the basket, that's an issue. So now that's going to be brought to the WNBA because that's what teams are going to face. If you're going to leave her open there and you're going to let her, well, bring it forward and then we'll see running offense. No, she's going to knock yeah. down threes from 30 feet away and you're going to have to bring your defense and out. It exposes you. I, I think being, and it sounds crazy, being that this has only been about a decade that we've seen Steph Curry do this. Mm-hmm. And we've seen Damian Lillard on a little lesser level do this. The man can take a stand-up jump shot from half court, mm-hmm. which is just like his base strength. I look at him and go, wow, that that's not an easy thing to do. We've seen, we've seen, I think we've gone, seen it and gone past this. Uh, oh, I can shoot like like him. And it's just like, uh, no, you can't. Those are really the only two on a consent. Even Trey Young will take a stupid shot. Right. But it's just like, hey, bro, that's a stupid shot. Right. You're not Steph Curry. You're not Damian Lillard. She's the only one on the women's side. And every now and then, Sabrina will throw out a bomb, but not like this woman yeah. is doing. And so to go to the WNBA and potentially do that or this just blows the game completely open. I am very interested to see what she can do. And again, that's where it comes from. Because, I mean, people, it looks back at, you mentioned, it's not because you were discouraged from taking that shot because, oh, no one wanted to see you shoot from 30 feet away. It's because you weren't consistent at it. Nobody Mm -hmm. wanted to see you shoot a 30-foot jumper, your coaches especially, was simply because your percentages, you know, plummeted. If you could knock it down consistently, any coach worth its soul would be like, you've now just opened up an entirely new weapon. If they've got to guard you, 35 feet from the basket, it opens everything up for everybody, not just you, your entire team, your offense. Things are compact in basketball. There's a reason why everything had to be so perfect when it was inside the three-point line. Everybody talks about the beauty of the game. You don't see it as much because when it opens up, it's easier. The more space you have to defend, the harder it becomes, and it becomes easier for the offense. Same thing is going to happen in this game. They're going to let her, I'm not going to let her, she's going to knock down some of those shots. That's going to force the defense out. If her game doesn't translate, which I find that difficult to believe, all of a sudden she's not going to be able to knock down the 30-foot yeah. shot. It seems silly. So when she hits that consistently, then you're going to have to respect it. If she doesn't, you don't. It's as simple as that. You know, it's almost the, the old adage. I mean, there's a guy, I was open. There's a reason why you're yeah, open. because you can knock it right. down. Right. There's yeah. a reason why you're open, and there's a reason why you're not. She's going to bring a new element to the WNBA when she gets I, I hope so. I would love, I would love to see her help elevate the women's game, help elevate the league. It would be awesome. She is going to be. And out the gate, you know, as as Blake just said, it may not be that way right out the gate, uh, but she there's going to be eyes on her to see what she's doing. And, and the league, God bless them, they haven't had this hype. And it, it should put a shot in the arm. And let's, let's see what happens. 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. We're going to take a break. I'm going to tell you about something that took place this day in sports history, a very unique day because it's February 29th. And then we're going to hear about Jared, Jared Jones. He got a problem. He may have to visit Maury Povich to solve his problem. I'll explain on the other side of the break. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. Something about getting some grills, right? Call a diamond store and tell them to make you some grills. Yeah, yeah, I know this song. I'm not going to sing the lyrics. There's a woman who sings on here, too. Anyway, hey, thank you so much to Blake Hornstein. Came through, talked about Caitlin Clark. 
Yeah, you're not you're not supposed to talk about women in this regard, Hickey. You ready for this? You ready? I'm not gonna get in trouble. You won't get in trouble. Don't worry about it. Oh, then I'm ready. Caitlin Clark. She gonna be busting ass when she gets to the WNBA, okay? I hope so. I think she is. I'm gonna be talking more WNBA if she's doing it, man. I will. Oh, I think she's absolutely one of those people that, like I said, will put eyeballs on the sport, make you talk about it more, and I'm with you. I don't think that she'll fall off a cliff or get dominated the way that some people think she will. Yeah, let's see what happens. It, I don't know about no – look, can you – I don't expect 30 points and eight rebounds I don't, or eight assists. I don't expect that. But if she goes – even in the WNBA, if she go out there and give you 25 points a game, six, seven assists, what? Go play against the men. Get to go. All right, I'm going too far. I'm just joking. Let's see what she Pistons can do. Pistons do need some shooters. Well, she could play for the well, – I sound like LeBron James about his son. Like, uh, uh, this woman, Caitlin Clark, she could go play in the uh, the, the in the w, in an NBA. Let's let her skip a, a step. Also, by the way, this day in sports history, because this is what we do here, on February 29th, the year 2000, Y2K, Tyrese Halliburton was born. He turned 24 years old today on February 29th. Now, I don't know how many birthdays this is for him. This thing comes around every four years. If I got to do math, four divided by 24 is what? Like seven? Six. Six. Six times four is 24 so he's six years old? Six years old, big birthday for him. That's what? Going into first grade? So what do we do? Does he celebrate on the 28th or the 1st? 28th, right? You probably want it sooner rather than later. He'll get it done over. Get it done over with. Okay. Well, now he gets to celebrate. He should celebrate twice. Hey, congratulations to uh, Tyrese Halliburton for turning six years old. Anyway, the most interesting thing about Tyrese Halliburton is that they've realized that this man has uh, – has two voices. I didn't know this either. He was on with Pat McAfee uh, before he helped host the All-Star game, and then he started running around. He Like, Pat McAfee had to stop in mid-sentence. Listen to this. Long after P and those guys left, and Zabonis is a great player, and they had other guys, but, like, I think for the more casual basketball fan, it wasn't necessarily appealing. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. post-basketball is not appealing unless it's Jokic or... Joel or Shaq, you know what I mean? Like You have that, two different voices. I do. People say that all the time. Did you hear? I, I mean, oh, this yeah. is, yeah. I, I didn't know if it was our microphone. I never <laughs> catch it. You know, like I watch podcasts after and I'm like, dang, my voice changed. I, I don't Mid sentence. Yeah. Did you guys? I didn't do oh, yeah. I wrote it, it just, down. Two yeah. different voices. Yeah. <laughs> wrote it down. It just happened. It just happens that way naturally sometimes. Yeah. You, you don't control it though. No, I don't control. I have no control over it. It just happens. Yeah, you have control over it. I talk for, he, what is he? Uh, is, he is he possessed? Is he possessed? Like, I studied speech in school. Like, I understand inflection, and, and I, I can tell you how the sounds come out of your mouth. I can do that. He can control it. If he needs help, he can come talk to me. Be a good ventriloquist. That man is, how big is he, 6'5"? Pretty tall. He's going to sit on somebody's lap? Well, no, he could be the, right, isn't a ventriloquist, isn't a ventriloquist the guy with the, the oh, puppet? No, right, that you talk I, about two different voices? Yeah, I thought you were calling him the dummy. My apologies. Oh. 
I'm a jerk. My bad. I thought you were. Uh, anyway, <laughs> just just. Uh, well, if he doesn't, if he talks about not believing in space, maybe they could switch roles. Speaking of uh, sitting on, hey, hey, how you like this transition? Speaking of a dummy, and speaking of sitting on somebody's lap, Jared Jones is in trouble. Jared Jones is like what, 83 years old. And Jerry Jones, there's a woman who came out a couple years ago and said, Jerry Jones is my daddy. And we thought it went away, but it didn't. Listen to this from WFAA out in the Metroplex of Dallas. Uh, Jerry Jones is going to have to take a paternity test. Somebody call Mari. We don't know when it all happened, but a judge has ordered Cowboys owner Jerry Jones to take a paternity test. WFA's Richard Solomon has the details. 27-year-old Alexandra Davis originally sued Dallas Cowboys owner Jerry Jones back in 2022, seeking recognition as his biological daughter. Now that he has to take this DNA test, she might get the answer that she's been longing for. The lawsuit claimed Jones courted Davis's mother in 1995 in Arkansas. In a statement given to WFAA last night, Davis's attorney, Chris Hayes, wrote, the ruling by Judge Sandra Jackson is a huge victory for many families. It later says, in part, her ruling proves that being a rich, powerful person does not mean you are above the law. WFAA reported last November a judge in the U.S. District Court dismissed the defamation suit filed by Davis last October, but the judge allowed Davis's lawyers the opportunity to refile their complaint. That alleged Jones, his lawyer, and a consultant portrayed her as an extortionist. <laughs> That's not why am I laughing. Oh, by the way, Jerry Jones is not 83 years old. He is only 81 years old. Who wants to be dealing with this when they are 81 years? Who wants to deal with a paternity test anything? Nobody. Like, what is Jerry Jones? Jerry Jones. What is Jerry Jones sitting around thinking about? A pater. <sighs> They're going to... They got to open up his mouth and swab his mouth and then send it to the place. Does Jerry Jones even have saliva? Does he? I don't know. Well, obviously, this uh, grown woman believes that he had something that helped uh, have her conceive. This is just just wild. 81 years old. Jerry Jones is just trying to be out here living his life. He wants to live his life. He wants to win a championship with the Cowboys. And this lady is just like, hey, this is my dad here. Hickey, man. You can't make this stuff up. Stephen Jones out here talking about contracts for Dak and CD. He might have a sister. He may have a sister by the end of the week. You know, I I know Jerry Springer has has passed away. I don't know what the hell Mari Povich is doing. This is gold. If I was Mari Povich, I would take this as a uh, publicity opportunity. I would send out a tweet from the Mari Povich account. And I would send it to the Dallas Cowboys. Hey, heard that you're having an issue and that you need a, you know, to, to you need a paternity test. Please come to Mari Povich and we can help solve your problem. This sounds perfect for Mari Povich. What do you think uh, Jerry's like go-to dance would be if he finds out he's not the father? That he's not Jerry Jones. He, Jerry Does he Jones, do, like, the cowboy like lasso, the high step. Can he move? Well, that's true. Make it injured. If I can hear it now, Jerry Jones, you are not the father. And then the crowd go, ah, and then Jerry Jones gets up. And I think at that age, at 81 for him, he, I think he could shrug one shoulder, right? Just walks right out, no no emotions, he a goes, sigh of relief. He goes, yeah, and he shrugs one shoulder and leaves. What a life for Jerry Jones. Hey, what a life for us. We sat here for four hours. It felt like 30 minutes. Unfortunately, I got to leave. 
Sorry, my bad. I'll be back with you tomorrow, 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 Pacific. You can always listen on the free Odyssey app. Good to be here hanging out in New York. Super producer and host Ryan Hickey. Thank you for listening. JR Sport Brief Show on CBS Sports Radio. It's done. Don't move. Bart Winkler coming up next. Hey, thank you, Hickey. Hey, everyone. Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.